Business Executives for National Security welcomes you to Five Questions with the CEO, where Ben's CEO, General Joe Vitale, former commander of all United States Special Forces and enforces in 21 countries in the Middle East and Asia, interviews top business leaders, focusing on their stories, strategies, and real-world experiences. Here, we want to know why they are passionate about sharing their talents and insights to assist senior leaders in the national security enterprise as they solve some of our nation's most pressing challenges, and why they are part of a growing number of executives who understand that national security is everyone's business. Welcome to Ben's podcast, Five Questions with the CEO. Our guest today is Albert Tan, a partner and co-head of Fund Finance Practice Group at Haynes & Boone LLP. During his career at the firm, Albert has represented investment and commercial banks as agents and arrangers in more than 650 subscription-secured credit facilities with total value of over $180 billion in Asia, U.S., Europe, and in Latin America. Albert, welcome. We're very, very glad to have you today. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to talk with us. Thank you, General. Appreciate the introduction. Let's go ahead and get uh, get right into it. And uh, let me start off with the first question here. So anyone who knows you knows that you are an extraordinarily successful attorney. What I find most compelling is the personal journey that you took to get where you are today. You were 11 years old when you emigrated from Taiwan to the United States. Can you tell our listeners a bit about that experience and how it shaped you? Thank you, General. Yes, that is our family journey is something that um, I think it certainly has shaped my my life. We came to the United States. Um, my father, my mother, my two older sister, older brother. We immigrated to suburb of Los Angeles in the summer of 1976. And my parents, who have combined seventh grade education, felt that the kids would have a better life and opportunity in the United States. And my, my, my father was a carpenter in Taiwan, and my mother was a housewife. And um, at the time, 1976, my father was 50 years old, no language skills, no English skills. My mother actually taught my father how to read Chinese um, by helping him read the newspaper. So to think that my parents have the bravery, the courage, to take the entire family without knowing anyone, move to the United States, to a city, and and start a new life, puts uh, a lot in perspective in terms of what uh, United States and what the opportunity it presents. So my parents opened up a grocery store to basically support the family and all the kids. We would work there on weekends. Um, I started a paper route in elementary school uh, as a way to all hands on deck, if you will, kind of that mentality. And uh, my father, uh, mother worked seven days a week to supplement the income that we have from the grocery store. My mother would make Chinese kind of snacks at home. And these were, you know, inc incredibly labor intensive, backbreaking work. Um, and I saw my mother do that on a week in, week out basis. And, and, and seeing my father, aside from work, he basically made all the furniture in our house. We didn't have much money and, and that was his way of providing for the family. So, um, growing up in that environment, seeing the, uh, the personal sacrifice and just, you know, kind of the, the, the day and day of hard work that it entails, uh, kind of instill basically, um, you know, what work ethic means to each one of us kids who grew up in that environment. 
And um, we did everything right. So we in the grocery store, we, we mopped floors, we uh, cleaned the toilets, we washed vegetables. Uh, you know, we did everything that was required of us. And thinking about you know, kind of in one generation where we started um, to kind of where we are at now, not many countries can provide for that. So we're incredibly humbled and um, grateful for for the opportunity uh, coming to the United States. Yeah, thanks for sharing that story. What a great American story that uh, that is here, and really wonderful to hear that. You know, um, today as a uh, as a dual uh, citizen of Taiwan, the United States, uh, obviously the ongoing tensions between Taiwan and China are are personal. To, I would imagine to you. So I think our audience would be interested in learning more about your unique perspectives in this area. Can you share with us a bit about how you view the current state of affairs and what's at stake here in this? potential conflict? Yeah, it's generally, it's a very good question. It's one that for my almost 30 years of law practice, my view has kind of evolved around kind of the China-Taiwan um, relationship. For the longest time, I, one of the largest investors in China are the Taiwanese um, expatriates. And a lot of folks do business within within China. My family, my mother, and father are both from China. Um, they were part of the uh, exodus from mainland China to Taiwan when the Civil War broke out. So for the longest time, we and I think w us growing up, there was always this feeling that someday that hopefully there there would be some reunification. Um, but as time has passed, um, having worked in China and having done business there and having traveled into regions, you're starting to see there is a difference in this in the value of what Taiwan is teaching its people and and same with China and um, from my perspective it's something that it's a very challenging issue and um, you know Taiwan is in a very difficult spot it's an island tiny little island on its own but it has a world-class technology platform uh, in TSMC in the semiconductor space and um, and which we all know is critical in the kind of the current business environment and technology environment that we're in, how critical that infrastructure is. And um, so it's a very delicate balance. And I, you know, I struggle with it in the sense of, is there a resolution in resolving the, the base of nationalistic um, side of, of of the Chinese Communist Party in their goal of reunifying Taiwan, and um, so yeah, it's a it's a very challenging issue, and it's one that I think um, I am I am certainly am monitoring very closely, and um, you know I think the aggressive nature and the rhetoric coming out of the CCP certainly doesn't help in terms of the perspective and the narrative. Um, so yeah, it's something that I'm I'm very concerned about. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks so much. I mean, what an extraordinary, uh, extraordinary view that you have there on this whole on this whole situation. So, if we could move forward, maybe to your to your legal career, you have accomplished some remarkable things in your career to date. Uh, the National Law Journal selected you to its thirty five person list of finance, banking, and capital market uh, trailblazers in twenty nineteen, and in twenty twenty one. You were named a rainmaker from the Minority Corporate Council Association for your outstanding leadership, passion, and dedication. Can you talk a little bit about what drives you in your work and what concerns do you have as you look at the national security landscape as it relates to the work that you do today? 
Yeah, it's thank you, General. Um, it's um, I think what motivates me is really I I have wonderful clients who um, just terrific, uh, not only professional relationship but personal relationship, and um, what drives me really is just providing them with the service that um, that I feel they deserve. I'm always thinking about what can myself and my team do for their business so that the business can grow, can thrive. I place a lot of emphasis on what is it that we can do to help our clients succeed, to be their trusted business advisor. And um, because if our clients don't succeed, then really my practice and my team won't succeed. So um, in terms of the impact in national security, I think it really it's, you know, right now you may have read, there's a lot of instability in the there's some banking turmoil in the United States and around the world. And while we have a very stable um, financial system, um, the fact that, that we do we are experiencing kind of banking turmoil does impact our economy, right? So um, the instability that might drive our economy certainly would not be good. You know, any sense of chaos or instability would not be good for for United States. So I think, you know, from that perspective, I don't, it may not directly correlate in terms of what I do in the fund finance space, but just in a greater impact of the financial service industry and the financial industry, the stability of that is critical. And I think it's very important, you know, people look to the United States as the leader in financial markets. We certainly wouldn't want instability. Yeah. And it, uh, Probably uh, what interested you to know, and some of our members know, one of the areas that Ben's has really focused on over the last year has been investigating ways that the U.S. government can better leverage the capital markets um, for the investments that we need to maintain our uh, the role that we want to play in the world. You know, this is one of the very unique uh, American advantages that we have, our capital markets. And so, I, you know, you're you're hitting on something I think that is extraordinarily important, not just for Benz, but in fact for the for the nation. Um, so maybe as a result of your upbringing, you are someone who has been committed throughout your life to service and volunteerism. You volunteer your time in the legal and fund finance community. You're a community fellow at Southern Methodist University Dedman School of Law. You served as director and executive council member of the Dallas Asian American Bar Association. And most impressively, you have served as a mentor to Asian Pacific American law students and young attorneys. Why is it so important to give back? And what would you say to young people about finding time to serve others outside of their work? I am with the view that um, I have been incredibly fortunate. My success, granted, or a lot of hard work involved, but it wouldn't have been possible if I didn't have if I didn't meet people along the way, mentors or, or just folks who gave me an opportunity, um, who offered a helping hand uh, as I was coming through the ranks, because I didn't know kind of the legal profession. Growing up, I think in a lot of ways, opportunity comes based on exposure. You don't know what you don't know unless you meet with people who are able to open the world up for you. So I think I have benefited from incredible mentors and people who offer a helping hand. And so I've always felt that it's important to um, pass that onwards to younger generation as an Asian American in the United States in the legal profession. You don't have as many senior members, senior partners in a big major law firm who are in the position of senior management 
And I think it's important to be visible and it's important to volunteer and to participate in an organization so that it's a way for people to see that, hey, this is something that is possible. Um, so I, I view that as a bit of a responsibility as well. And I've met some incredible people along the way through that. And if my involvement or my giving back will impact someone's life along the way, even if I don't know it, that's really what's most important is is making sure that I pass it on just like others have helped me. And I want to make sure that I help others. That is such a great message of service to, to others, service to our communities, and ultimately service to the nation and and uh, using your platform or your position to kind of help provide opportunities for others. Thanks. Thanks so much for uh, for sharing that. Uh, we're getting to the end here. We're up to question number five here. So I want to ask you the question that I ask every every Benz member when we do these things. What what brought you to Benz and what made you decide to share your talents and insights uh, to assist in helping address some of our nation's most vexing national security challenges? One of the things that I have a very good friend um, who, his name is Jeff Tucker. He's a, he's a fellow Benz member. You know, as you mentioned, I, I'm a dual citizen of Taiwan in the U.S. and, I, and I've been interested in international policy and diplomacy. Um, uh, ever since then, I was in college. And Jeff Tucker, he has a business, China Real Estate Fund. And we would talk about our mutual interest about China and doing business um, in, in China and um, and private equity and, and, and real estate. And so we would have these conversations and we would get into the, the issue about the instability of South China and Taiwan. And I would have these conversations with Jeff and I would say, gosh, you know, I, you know, I have these concerns and um, I would want to see if there's a way that I might be able to contribute. I said, I don't know what, how I go about doing that, but that is something that I am interested in, particularly with kind of more recent, more aggressive rhetoric surrounding um, South China seas and, and, and Taiwan in general. And, um, and he said that he is a member of this organization, Benz, the business executive for national security. And he thought that might be a good um organization where my interest in national international policy diplomacy national security um, and particularly now all this talk about china the u.s russia and would be of interest to me and so he invited me to a luncheon about taiwan it was just fascinating and um so it was through that connection general that i got involved with Benz, and so far it's been uh you know really um, enlightening to to listen to some of the speakers who have come through and it's shaping kind of how I view things and I think which I take with me to my my own law firm um, as we think about global events and I'm still trying to crystallizing how I might be able to contribute more to to events. Um, this I'm a recent member, so I like to learn more about it and to meet new members. But so far, it's been incredibly enlightening and educational and informative. I think I speak on behalf of everybody here to, in saying how, how proud we are to have you as a member and uh, your unique expertise, your unique story, all the all the attributes that you bring to this. We really look forward to uh, to helping drawing your, ex- your experience and your expertise to address some of these pressing problems that our nation has. And so let me thank you for joining us today. I, I've really enjoyed the opportunity to talk with you a little bit today. I know our members will enjoy hearing your story as well. So thank you, Albert. We really, really appreciate it. General Votel, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for your service. 
and um, thank you for your leadership. Thank you very much. And for our listeners, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you listening in. Today we've been talking with Albert Tan, a partner and co-head of Fund Finance Practice Group at Haynes and Boone's uh, LLP and a Dallas Benz member. Uh, thanks again for listening, and we look forward to talking with you the next time. Mm-hmm.